provide the historic River Market District in downtown Kansas City, Missouri. From the banks of the beautiful crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So I have a shredded chicken soft taco. Now I'm going to lay it flat, open it up, and then I'm going to roll it tightly the other way. Will it then suddenly become a taquito? Hmm. I may never know. Hello, everybody. This is Two Douchebags and Microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. First off, I would like to say this. Here we are, two games into the regular NFL season. And we have a collective 0-4 from Lil Joey Burrow and Big Bad fucking Justin Herbert. Everybody's <laughs> darling. They could not quit, could not get out. They just hugged these two to death. Oh, they're so good. Fuck you, idiots. Anyhow, I know it's an early season, but 0-2 is not an easy thing to overcome. And anyhow, here's what I got to say to both of them and anybody that loves hugging them. Suck it. Suck it. Anyhow. All right, There Rob. has been a lot of talk before pre before season. There's been a lot of gum smacking, even though running. the last I checked, we are the defending world champions, even though I heard a lot, a lot of gum smacking from these... Um, from these apologists from these uh, two teams. And then you had the Broncos and Sean Payton. Blah, blah, blah. Those fucking guys that were there before. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. That Nathaniel Hackett. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, we're going to kick the shit out of Mahomes. Guess what Denver's record is? Oh, and fucking two. So, all you Denver apologists, suck it. And then, Los Angeles Raiders, who were in first place, sold first place, now are sharing it with us, got their ass stomped, and little Jimmy Garoppolo had like <laughs> 78 fucking yards and about three interceptions. <laughs> Meanwhile, everyone else could not wait to go, this just in, this just in, the Chiefs are over. <laughs> okay, then. All right. Keep your gum smacking. It's amusing. So, anyhow, um, so Rob, uh, so how was your weekend? Uh, actually, I took yesterday off. I uh, good. Did you did you around with a friend and we went fishing and just got away. Spent a day to myself. Good, good. It sounded like you needed that. I really needed. I had a very long week. Um, yeah, we're getting slow at work and facing layoffs, and of course, I'm not up for a layoff. Damn it! <laughs> but unfortunately, my son's one of the first because of seniority. So yeah, it was a little. But then we got a last minute order Friday that saved everybody. So it good. turned out to be a good week. So good, good, good. So your son is still employed as of right now. Yes, he is. Okay, good. Yeah, good. yeah. At Friday afternoon, we got a late minute order for fifty trailers. Good, which that's it saved 
there was three people getting laid off Friday. And it saved Not all three of them. Son. There was three of them. And, uh, yeah, we got last minute order. Thank you, God. Good. Good. That's all I can say. And everybody out there, um, say a prayer. Say a prayer yeah, they I mean, get another thousand. Things are slowing down down here. Things, yeah, I, I think things are slowing. A lot of people are Go ahead. So, oh, I just say a lot of people are slowing down down here. Uh, it's after Labor Day. Yep. It starts shutting down anyway. But with the economy the way it is and everything. Interest yeah, rates, um, gas prices. It, yeah, it, it, it's starting to hurt. And pe um, now people, are, boat sales are slowing down. Yep. I mean, I, I build boat trailers. Meanwhile, we build boat trailers. Joe Biden's out yeah, there they, in, the, in the front lawn they got, at the White House yeah, telling everyone to get off it. <laughs> Anyhow, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. And it's not just our company. There's other boat companies down here that are slowing down and laying mm -hmm. people off. But, you know, it's. Uh, it, it goes it, down here. Well. That's a part of uh, construction and manufacturing I do not miss. Is that right, right there? Always, you know, uh, always something stupid happening. Uh, you could be on the chopping block. Right. Or in some cases, Personally, you get older and that's get a new knee. List, so. Or in some cases, you get older and get a new knee and a hurt shoulder, and they just decide to replace you with somebody younger, but that person younger doesn't do a good job anyhow. But who am I? Who am I to judge this? Who am I to right. judge this? <laughs> like I said, I don't give a fuck about them at all. I I have fun, and I'm going to continue to razz and fucking rattle the cage, because I know they listen, because, you know what, I'm not even going to go into it. I'm just going to tell them this right here. I know you guys listen, because I have a detailed graphical map of where these pings come from and where the show's being downloaded. I know you listen, so why do you think I mouth off about you guys all the time? <laughs> That's why. So you want in on a little secret? I know you're listening. So, anyhow, uh, like I said, I'm doing much better, so who gives a fuck about them? But at the same time, I will never miss an opportunity to make fun of them. Because that's who I am. Right? Yep. And they can't deny me who I am, can they, Rob? No, they cannot. I have a right to be who I am. That's right. And you and I am, I'm a smart ass. <laughs> All right. Hey, you want to get to the story? Yeah. Okay, why not? You know, hey, you know what? We're having little chuckles, and we think we're amusing. Everyone else is probably like, get to the story, asshole. You think that's what's going on? <laughs> Probably. Okay. Um, did you hear about the uh, the county coroner that uh, made a couple of wrong moves and a body was left in his car overnight for a funeral the next day? And, uh, well, I guess it got pretty fucking stinky and ruined the whole funeral. I guess you didn't hear about it, did you? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. It is alleged that Mor Morgan County Coroner Raymond Van Cleve did not have morgue 
more or the freezer or cooling system system privileges at any local hospital or other appropriate facility and said privileges being suspended due to a failure to timely retrieve bodies as the body of Nathan Payton well that, that even rhymes hey who's in there Nathan Payton <laughs> All right. Okay. Sorry, Nathan Payton and the Great Beyond. We never miss an opportunity for a funny, right? Oh, of course. Okay. Nathan Payton sat inside Van Cleaver's car, the corpse, rapidly decomposing while sealed with the body bag that was left inside of Raymond Van Cleave's hot motor vehicle. Here's what I don't get. This uh, Van Cleave uh, coroner guy, right? How the fuck did he transport that body to the funeral if it smelt that bad? Wouldn't you be gagging and going, you know what, there's something wrong, I better not do this? Wouldn't wouldn't you be like, you know, calling ahead and going, hey guys, we got a serious situation, uh, something. Well, I'll go go ahead and go on with the story, because I didn't read it all, but this already just seems fishy, doesn't it? Yeah, why, why would you keep going? Van Cleave allegedly, yeah, yeah, exactly. Van Cleave allegedly took the body the next day to the medical examiner's office in Frankfurt for an autopsy that was not requested by the family. The uh, Emmy allegedly, allegedly noticed that the body was moderately decomposed, but when the funeral home uh, came to get Nathan Payton's body the following day, things appeared to have gone from bad to much worse. The body of Nathan, Dean Payton, was composed so badly was decomposed so badly due to mishandling by then Moore County Coroner Raymond Van Cleve that the smell uh, emanating from the body bag was pungent and putrid, the lawsuit alleges. According to the complaint, the smell was so bad that Nathan Payton's body Nathan Payton's I'm sorry, I can't get past that. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> Nathan Payton's body couldn't be embalmed due to almost complete decomposition. Ooh so this guy kept this body for so long and failure to turn it into a cooler or for embalming they were so decomposed that they couldn't even do it anymore sadly his body would be left uh, sealed inside the body bag and placed inside a coffin for burial the lawsuit says the funeral service had to be conducted with a closed casket due to the unbearable smell that emanated from the casket even then, people who attended the funeral six days later were sickened by the smell. Multiple pallbearers, pall, pall visitors, and funeral home staff vomited and became ill of the foul and pungent odor coming from Mr. Payton's coughing, the complaint says. The family and loved ones of Nathan Dean Payton were not able to properly say goodbye to him at a normal funeral due to the reckless and negligent treatment of his corpse. The, law, the lawsuit accuses Van Cleve and other county officials of reckless, negligent, and careless behavior and is seeking an unspecified amount of damages. According to Peyton's lawyer, Van Cleve resigned uh, from his coroner post after notice of Peyton's claims was filed. We are not saying that Mr. Van Cleve or any former or current member of the Morgan Fiscal Court are bad people, attorney Donald McFarland said in a statement emailed to Law and Crime. We're alleging that a mistake was made when it came to the treatment of the corpse of Nathan Payton. <laughs> the abuse was negligent, careless, and in my opinion, was reckless. McFarland said that Payton, a military veteran, had had sought psychiatric treatment at the VA hospital due to the trauma of the nightmare situation. 
no human being should have been treated this way that Nathan Payton was treated. The, the statement continued. He should have been treated with respect and dignity to his family, especially his brother, Basil Payton, should have been able to properly say farewell to their loved one in a dignified manner. We simply do not want any family of Morgan County to have to go through what Peyton's family has been made to endure, the statement added. Imagine that someone like something like this would happen to someone that you love. Um, you know what? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. These people should get whatever the fuck they ask for, in my opinion. That is complete um, buffoonery. And I don't know what else. I don't even know how to describe it. It is so fucking um, dumb. I, I mean, you got any words for it, Rob? What would you describe it? No, I don't. I, I, I have no words to describe that. I really don't. No, I don't either. I don't know what to say except what the... I don't the, think there are words to describe there that. There isn't. All I got is what the fuck, guys. That Morgan County... What is wrong with people? Yeah. The thing that gets me is, is this body was smelling so bad. It was smelling so damn bad that people couldn't have a funeral with it. They, they were vomiting six days later. And this guy drove that fucking body there? The wow. fuck is wrong with that guy, Van Cleve, that's getting sued? That guy is <laughs> a ghoul. In my opinion... Yeah, he should have stopped it. He should have stopped it. Yeah, that... Ugh, what a horrible story. And what a horrible it, it, story. It's your job. <laughs> yeah, you were supposed to be, like, the last... The last defense in someone that's defenseless, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, or on this earth they're defenseless. Yeah, that's... Yeah. So it's like that old saying: you had one job to do. <laughs> Perfect, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see the guy above him right now. <laughs> Van Cleve, see me in my office in two minutes. I I got a question. <laughs> did he get employee of the month? <laughs> it did. It did not state it, so I'm going to say no. Zero. Uh, yeah, I'm just guessing that a little bit. I see Van Cleef come in there. Uh, 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 yes, sir. You had one job to do. One fucking job, Van Cleef. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Well, yeah, we're making fun of it, but it really is a horrible situation. And Right, like, right. Uh, no, it is. I mean, you... <laughs> You gotta put yourself in that family's shoes and everything, but still, man. Well, I mean, come on. People were fucking vomiting six days later. I know, <laughs> man. I mean, it, uh, well. Anyhow, look. I think that this family, whatever they say, should go. If they say that part of the settlement is they take Van Cleve and fucking nut, cut his nuts off and make him eat him. I, that's fine with me. Whatever. The floor is theirs for whatever. They could say $30 billion and Van Cleve has to cut his own balls off and eat them in front of us. Then so be it. 
that's the way I feel about this, and that's how bad this thing was fucked up. That's how bad it was screwed up. So, wow. That, honestly, I I think that should have possibly some criminal charges. Yes. Yeah, like criminal neglect. And yes, uh, there's yes, things about corpses. to a deceased body. Yeah, well, there's things about corpses. There's different unique laws when it comes to corpses, and there should be, right? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's a lot of them that would cover this, that they could throw at the guy criminally, and he could say, you know what, I was negligent. Doesn't matter. This is one of those things that if you're that negligent, you deserve what you get, including criminal. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Uh, I agree with it 100%, Rob. So. I mean, sometimes when you're doing a job, you have to do what you know is right. And this guy did not, clearly, did not do exactly what exactly. was right, and he knew it. He would have had to have known it. I mean, the guy had to stop for fucking vomit breaks on the way to the funeral home. Had to have. So, wow. Yeah. That, that's, you know what, my whole statement on this whole thing, I just changed. I mean, I want everything yeah. like that, you know, whatever the family says, if they want to fucking cut his nuts off with a fucking pair of pliers and eat them or whatever, that's fine with me, but, and and then $30 trillion, that's fine with me, but my official statement for this whole damn barn is, ball of shit is, wow, that's it. What's your statement, yeah. Rob? Uh, that, that's it, wow. Wow, and one job to do. You had one job to do, fuckface. One job that you had one job, man. Yep. Yep. And you clearly blew it. But you know what's cool, though? You know what's cool, Rob? What? We have Food Wars coming up. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. Remember that little segment where, like, you know, a fucking pear fucking flies out of the out of its box and starts beating the shit out of a peach? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, this time we have stuff like uh, Swanson Hungry Man Dinners. We have, oh, right uh, on. We have, like, a uh, Wendy's chicken wrap. Um, we have, like, Culver Butters, Butter Burgers fighting. We oh, have, right on. We have, even have Sonic uh, Onion Rings fighting in this one. Oh, right on. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to uh, get to a little bit lighter, lighter-hearted story right after uh, we take a break? Sure. All right, coming up, Food Wars Part, uh, what, but seven? I don't know. Okay. Food Wars Part 7. I ain't been keeping track. (laughs) Me neither. Food Wars Part 7 coming up. When taking a shower, remember to scrub your asshole with soapy water. Because nobody likes a stinky asshole. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Nay, your grandmother always intrude your thoughts at the last minute while you are masturbating. Two monkey fuckers and a toaster will be right back. Invisible ass paddlings, new douche flavors, and horrible pranks? The fuck is wrong with these guys? Break, shells, energy drink. That's right. Brick, shit, energy drink. Make that cool girl. Chill out for the balls. You want to fuck shit up? 
Please enjoy Brick Shithouse Energy Drink responsibly. It's not readily available anywhere because of liability issues. Well, just before the break, we were uh, talking about food wars, and um, we we need something a little bit lighter-hearted after that first horrible story. So, yeah, uh, this originated. I was um, in a Costco, I believe, and I was like going through the produce, and I just saw like a grape or something. I was like, man, what what would happen if that grape jumped out and just started beating the shit out of that avocado? You know, who would win? And then it went on to, I think, wasn't the last one we did, Household Appliances? I, I, uh, I think so. Yeah, I think it's like I a washer so. against, a, um, I don't know, a vacuum or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we've done all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what our fucking warped crazy minds came up with that week. So, what I have now is some new food wars, and this isn't appliances, but this is like um, actual fast food. And also, like, TV dinners and stuff you can buy on the go. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So, the first matchup I have, and I don't have any idea on any of these, because when I when I put them down, I was having trouble identifying who was the lead and what. I even tried them at a couple of guys at work, and we had two definites, and the rest of them were kind of up in there, and people were kind of like, man, eh, maybe this or maybe that. So, we'll see what people think. The first one is Swanson Hungry Man Dinner with fried chicken versus Stouffer's Meat Lasagna. That's a tough one because they're both kick-ass meals, right? Fried chicken. The chicken? Because yeah, it has bones? Chicken. It has bones, right? The bones that beat the hell out of it like a bat. Okay. That was, that was one of the clear-cut ones at work. So, okay. Good. I'm... I'm Pretty convinced of that one. Okay. Yeah, me too. The next one. Hormel beef chili versus Libby's chicken tortilla soup. Now, the chili could be spicy, right? Which could give it an edge. But chicken tortilla soup, and Libby's in particular, is pretty spicy. And it has those those little red peppers in it. So I'm thinking, maybe the tortilla soup has an advantage because it's a little spicier and a little bit more runnier. It could like surround the chili and then succumb it with spice. I I think you're right on that. All right. I think that little bit of spice would do it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Hormel Beef Chili. You can go back to serving families across America for 70 plus years. Thank you for participating. Oh, and I forgot to say uh, Stouffer's Meat Lasagna. Thank you for participating. You can go back yeah. to uh, serving Americans fine meals. Thank you. All right, next one. This is just a bean burrito. It could be Taco Bell. It could be a frozen one. It could be one at 7-Eleven. It could be one at Quick Trip. All right. It could be one uh, um, at um, uh, Taco John's versus an Apple right. Turnover. It could be an apple turnover at McDonald's. It could be an apple turnover at your favorite grocery store in the bakery section. So just 
generic terms a bean burrito versus an apple turnover. See, I think a bean burrito would give the power of gassiness. But other than I that, give it to the apple turnover. Okay, what for? Um, well, I know when you're making like chili or whatever, uh-huh. and to break a little bit of the acidity and the spiciness, you add sugar. So oh. sugar would would nullify the, the ingredient in yeah. the bean burrito. And the bean burrito's main in, in, ingredient is a chili-like bean and 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 meat. So or or maybe yeah. just the beans. Yeah. Okay. You know what? That's better than what I had. All right. Apple turnover wins. Thank you, bean burritos of any kind. Thank you for uh, the nondescript bean burrito. You can go back to serving American families. Um, thank you for your participation in Food Wars. All thank right. You. This next one. A breaded pan-fried pork chop versus a breaded chicken fried steak. Oh. I'm going with a pork chop because it has a bone in it. I think the bone, and it's a sharp... Well, that, that was going to be my question. Boneless or boned? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, it would be bone-in. That's the way I imagine with it when bone. I it out. Yeah. And you have that bone that's got a sharp edge to it that you could, like, yeah, drive into. The bone takes it. Yeah, I think the bone takes it, too. So, all right. So, yeah. the pan-fried pork chop wins. Thank you, breaded chicken fried steak. Uh, thank you for your participation. You can go back to making American families full and happy with delight. And, and uh, anyhow, yeah. So, all right, next yeah. one. Steak soup versus broccoli and cheese soup. So, okay, here's here's how I'm going to put this. And this is just between me and you. The steak soup they used to have at Jess and Jim's versus broccoli and cheese soup from Panera. Does that help it out any? Oh, I I think I'm going to have to go with the steak. Me too, just because it's better. <laughs> and also... Well, the, the weight of the steak is heavier. Smash that steam broccoli. Yeah, yeah, broccoli. Yeah, that's right. The broccoli yeah. is really but soft. When you drop that steak on it, it just it will smash it to hell and then the cheese sauce yeah. does nothing the cheese sauce is a pussy yeah. Let, let's face it the cheese sauce is pussy-ish right cheese sauce just kind of yeah. sits there and you come in there and start smacking shit around the cheese sauce is the first one running for the door right yep alright then this next one Chef Boy RD ravioli versus Hormel beef tamales I'm going to say tamales because tamales are bigger, more bulky, and I think yep. if they land on a ravioli, it's going to smash the ravioli all to hell. And besides yep, that, tamales. Chef Boyardee is a fat fuck, right? Yep. I think I think Chef Boyardee, first sign of violence, and he's crying, and he's running out of the room, right? Yep. Yeah, with his goofy little hat and his stupid little white pants. So... Thank you, uh, Chef Boyardee, even though you're a little pussy, for feeding people with your tremendous ravioli-like substance. 
you can go back to uh, whatever you were doing before. Um, probably being dead. So, anyhow, because it's been around a long thank time. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Okay, next one. Have you ever had Costco's meatloaf that they sell in the deli? No, I have not. Okay. Well, it's really good. We it's don't spicy. have a Costco down there. Oh, the, yeah, Springfield's the closest one. Um, yeah. Okay. Costco meatloaf's really spicy versus, have you had Panda Express orange chicken? I couldn't tell you about either one, so I'll take your opinion on this one. Okay, I'm going to go with Costco meatloaf because it's much heavier. It's a big block of meat that's cooked with the sauce on it. And it's spicy. And the Panda Express orange chicken, although it's crisp, I think could be smashed. And uh, and I think it could be easily taken over by the Costco meatloaf. Whatever you say, my friend. Okay, alright, then it will be Costco meatloaf. This next one is really good, and it could go either way in my opinion, but we'll see what you have to say. Wendy's Chicken Wrap versus BK Chicken Fries. And that's Burger King for all you non-cool people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm taking the Chicken Wrap. Yeah, bulkier, spicier. More like a bat. Yeah, more like a bat. I think a chicken wrap could like jump off the top ring and pin the chicken fries without very much effort. Yeah. You think it could Andre the Giant it just like fucking land on it and then the, the chicken fries have nothing to say after that, right? Oh, definitely. Yep. Okay, uh, the Wendy's chicken wrap it is. Thank you, BK Chicken Fries, for... Uh, coming in and uh, being a part of our contest. We wish you uh, luck in your future endeavors. Alright, next one. Culver's Butter Burgers versus Whataburger. Have you had both of them? I have not had a Whataburger. I have had Culver's. Okay. I'm going Uh, to... Oh, go ahead. Just from what I've seen and what I've heard, I think I'd have to give it to Whataburger. You are correct. You are correct, Rob. Yes. Because I have had the butter burgers. The only thing I would say would be maybe the butter would smother it, but that would be the only battle. That would be the but only battle. so much uh, on the water burgers. The water burgers are much thicker, much more meatier, and much heavier. I could see them like yeah. just flat out just like... Uh, um, putting put I could here's what I say it is the Whataburger would sneak up on the Culver's burger butter burger put in a Phil Nelson and put it in submission and then that'd be the end of the butter burger and then the Whataburger moves on it's like all right man job done here so okay and then last but not least this is the battle royale Sonic onion rings versus DQ'd fried mushrooms. Oh. I'm going to give it to the onion rings. Yes, because of size only. I'm taking the mushrooms would throw themselves at it like a cannonball. Uh huh. Go right to the damn center and miss it. 
You know what? I'm going to go with that, Rob. The, the mushrooms don't have enough aim or enough ass to throw themselves hard enough to do anything to an onion ring, and an onion ring's harder to hit. It just goes right through the middle. I think you're right. I think it's going to go, watch this, and then it just like flies through the middle, and the onion ring's like, what was that? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that was a prime like mushroom goes. trying to get after you. Oh, okay. <laughs> All it's right. Yeah, it goes. <laughs> well, all right. Well, that is uh, that is our uh, food wars for uh, this one. That was a fun one. It was. I like that. I have more like that in the can. Um, oh, I have a mention. Uh, we're going to go in and see if you want to talk about some stuff here in a minute. But I have some more people that wrote in and what they oh, think cool. stars would be doing, what they look like they would be doing if they're not stars. And I have a oh, few right of them. On. Yeah. Yeah, I cannot believe, for some reason, that segment in particular has taken new life. I mean, people just, it started with a couple of people sending them in, and then just like one day, I got like seven emails in a row, and then I had a couple more, and like this one, as soon as we did, as soon as that um, podcast came out, the last one that that the uh, the one was on, the uh, what people would be doing, what famous people would be doing, according to what they look like if they weren't famous um right after that came out we got a string of new ones so we'll go over them here in a little bit but first we're going to turn to rob and see what rob if he has something he wants to talk about well yeah if you remember right yes i have a new segment all righty rob please go forth and let everybody out there know what it is okay we're going back to the old west hygiene I love that. I love that segment, dude. That segment is it's brilliant. So please. Oh uh, yeah. Let me go down to the one I'm doing tonight. There we go. Okay. The surprising truth behind infrequent showers in the Wild West. Okay. In the rugged and dusty terrain of the American West, cleanliness took on a whole new meaning. The pioneers and cowboys had a peculiar notion that bathing too often could actually harm their health. They feared that frequent washing would leave their pores vulnerable, becoming breeding grounds for bacteria and diseases. However, the real reality was far from ideal. With limited access to clean and uncontaminated water, many sellers had no choice but to forego regular showers and baths. Little did they know the reluctance to wash would result in unsanitary consequences. Cowboys clad in the same clothes day after day fell victim to stubborn fungal infections that flourished and missed the grind. Oh. Oh, there's tonight. <coughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Could you imagine? I, I got, I got this question for you, Rob. Now think about this a second. Do you think that that smell was appropriate back then? That they didn't think anything of it? No, no. I mean, you think about it. they, they didn't have perfumes. They didn't. Yeah, 
Do you think okay. that they didn't even uh, notice body odor back then? That it was just the way people smelt just just smelt like that. Well, that that's what got me wanting to do this segment because I've read I went I've already read all these. Man, and I could see why. I mean, they had no choice but to live like that. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's just my own thing wondering if they actually knew they smelled horrible. Or if it was just accepted that everybody smelt like that and it didn't really bother him. I'm guessing it was normal. That's what I'm thinking too. And I think now we have the ability to wash up really easily. We have the ability to put on deodorant. That now whenever someone smells like that, that is not the norm. And it's like, oh my God. So, just something I thought of. It doesn't mean anything. It just made me wonder. It made me curious. And that's all. Yeah. So, all right. Thank you, Rob. That was a really yeah. good segment. Very descriptive. Oh, <laughs> oh they get better. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I, I do have another tidbit. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the Spun NFL. Yes. NFL appears to have made final decision on Colin Kaepernick. Uh-huh. Colin Kaepernick has not played in the NFL since the 2016. However, the former NFL quarterback continues to express interest in play. That's not happening, though. While Kaepernick had his agent inquire with the New York Jets following the injury to Aaron Rodgers, uh-huh. ASC East franchise has no interest in signing him. It seems to be over for Kaepernick. NFL teams appear to be unanimous with their decision on signing Kaepernick. It's not happening. Yes. And the reason it's not happening is, is they're not Bud Light. They're not dumb like no. Bud Light. They don't piss off their fan base that bad. No. Yeah, and I'm not saying Bud Light was right or wrong, putting I forgot the person's name in there and all that. But what I'm saying is is whenever your fan base generally does not look look to that as whatever, um, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. And that's what happened with Bud Light and Anheuser-Busch is they went against their fan base. So, the NFL's not going to do that. No team's going to do that. They're not going to open themselves up to uh, that much hate and criticism by just hiring this guy because he's over there screaming he needs a job. You know what? He makes plenty of money being an activist, and he's fine. You know what, man? Maybe I want to go be a fucking underwear model, right? Well, guess what? It's not happening. So, that's just the way it is. So, Colin Kaepernick... That's just the way it is. And I'll go a step further. I read this, and I was going to put it in the final thought, but I'm not now because you brought it up. You know what? Sorry. Uh, No, 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 no. I'm glad you brought it up. Anyhow, Colin Kaepernick, you know that he agreed to a one-year deal with the Jets? The Jets, however, did not agree to it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that one. Just because of how it's worded, it's like, yeah, I agree to this, and the Jets are like, uh, that's okay. Um, well, we uh, we thank you for your interest, but no, and that's a firm, that's a firm no. All right, Rob, those are great segments, very much appreciated. Um, 
Do you want me to go into something, or you have something that you want to follow yeah, up? Yeah, sure. With? Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. Give me time. Dig up something else. Okay. All right. How about if we take a break, and I'll come back about a Boulevard beer and what they did, which was a good thing. You know, Boulevard barely used to just be a local beer, but now it's huge. It's everywhere all across the country. It was so big that Duval overseas bought them. And uh, anyhow, and they do very good together. They're one of the top breweries in America, and they sell a lot of beer all over the country. So anyhow, Kansas City's own Boulevard Beer, a story on them when we come back. Two douchebags in a microphone, raw and uncensored. See Behind the Smoke Show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high-quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. This morning, my phone said, don't call me Shirley. I accidentally put it on airplane mode. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. What's, What's that, that over there? there? Oh no. It's, it's the island, island of horrible, horrible jokes. jokes. <laughs> I asked my date to meet me at the gym. She didn't show up. I guess we're not gonna work out. <laughs> Please remember to go to Cole's dressing room, wait five minutes, and scream, Hey, there's no toilet paper in here! <laughs> Brad, like I said a little bit ago, Boulevard Brewery in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, remember this particular I was guy? Up there when they come out, yes. It's 1989. I remember the year well. Good year for me. Yeah. Yep. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Had a had a lot of lot of fun times. So. Anyhow. Had a lot of Boulevard beer. Yes. That's what I was getting ready to. A lot of fun times that involved Boulevard beer. Yeah. yeah. So, Boulevard beer in 1989 was uh, the uh, establishment. The established, uh, was established in 1989. Um, it, uh, it took off from there quickly. But, okay, after nearly 30 years of working at Ponax, Mexican Kitchen on Southwest Boulevard. I think everyone's been there. The KY 102 uh, jocks meet there like once every half a year or so. It used to be like once a month, but the old KY 102 jocks meet there like once every half a year or something. And they put it up on that KY 102 website. I think you're a part of it. I thought I saw, you know, Randy Rayleigh, the DJ in Kansas City yeah. for many years. Yeah, yeah he. Uh, I, I, I'm on one of his Facebook pages. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think you're on there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have their um, brunches or whatever at Ponax, um, maybe every six months. It used to be like every month, and it'd be like whoever's left, whoever's around to do it. They would show up at Ponax at a uh, at a certain time, and they would have like a little KY102 reunion. 
and it's been cool you know it's really cool seeing all the old the oldsters out there and they'd be telling their stories and some of it they put on video some of they just snap pictures of so anyhow this place right here at Ponax which is very famous Kansas City eatery Mexican restaurant um, on Southwest Boulevard after nearly 30 years of working at Ponax Mexican Kitchen the man who poured the first ever Boulevard beer sold is hanging up the bottle opener the company wanted to tip their cap to Adam Scott before his last day, so the founder made a visit Monday. So I hear you're retiring, John McDonald, the founder of Boulevard Brewing Company, said. Yeah, I'm done Friday, brother, replied Scott. Well, I thought I'd bring you a little bit of beer, McDonald said. When McDonald needed a spot for people to get a taste of what he was brewing up, he came to Ponax and he came to Adam Scott to make sure uh, to make the pour. They even have the pictures to prove it, and which is true. They have the pictures of it up there, actually at Ponax, and they also have them at Boulevard Beer. It's pretty cool. So, um, anyhow, but any, let's see. They have the pictures proved, but it, it wasn't that is now when McDonald and his friends rolled the barrel down the Boulevard, and I, I imagine they probably did back in those days because. Uh, Boulevard Beer, uh, Boulevard Brewing Company is right across the road from Ponax. So they probably did roll it down the road. I don't know. So yeah, the, um, so the man who poured the first glass will uh, be honest with you. But I was like, give me a minute. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get it cold. We'll be okay. We poured it over. I guess they did roll it down the fucking road. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, I, uh, but I was like, give me a minute. I'll get it cold. Um will be okay. We poured it over ice, gave it a couple of guys, and, and it, it was okay. Some liked it, some didn't, Scott said. The, the legacy Scott leaves behind is more than just the moment Kansas City's own Boulevard beer made its debut. It's about the impact it's had on the community for nearly three decades, which it has. It's provided great local jobs. It's provided a national presence for a great drink. It's uh, It has been a great... Um, advertiser for the Royals, yeah. the Chiefs, uh, local TV, local newscasts. It has been the perfect company for Kansas City, and it boasts Kansas City. It boasts Kansas Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to add that Boulevard helped open the door for microbreweries in Kansas City area. It did, and they helped microbreweries. They partnered up with a lot of the craft breweries yeah, around Kansas City. They opened the door for all them to come in. Yes. So. Yeah. Yeah, so Boulevard has done a great job of all of this and also showcasing Kansas City for a, for a long run there. And this was regional. It was in a five, six-state area. They didn't have it everywhere, but they had like brews like Boss Tom's. Boss Tom's um, brew was Boss Tom Pentergast. Pretty much the guy that helped Harry Truman get into office. He was yeah. a very strong, one of the strongest organized crime figures in America at his time. A lot of influence. And he had this... Uh, um, um, this Bach kind of a beer that that he loved and they got a hold of that recipe and made it the best they could and it was a very good beer I used to drink it all the time they sold it in bottles and they sold it in some tap rooms and uh, I really enjoyed that beer 
but they used to put on the label from the prairie of the plains Kansas City has long been called no not prairie Paris so the, I, I'm, I'm not being able to speak again tonight I'm sorry hey you know what you're getting your money's worth on this podcast it's free yeah you are yeah so Paris of the plains means all the fountains were city of fountains we're known as city of fountains and right, we're also right. known as Paris of the plains and on this bottle and on the on the uh, pack containers, six pack containers and all that, when they sold it, it said on there from Paris of the Plains and it said Boss Tom's recipe. And I, I, I was always interested in all that stuff, you know, I always read up on my history. I loved history, especially history yeah. around that time. Because organized crime was so strong, it was so in bed with the politics, and Kansas City was the hub of it. And this, uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, and this beer in particular really opened my eyes to what a beer could do, to where how they could entwine history, and how people could look at this and go, you know what, this is not just a brew, but this is a part of history. This is really cool. These guys went out of their way to find this prominent figure to find the beer that he chose to drink that he had made for him and to uh, and to have this you know and to make this and they did it for several years they finally I think it's discontinued but a boulevard can always bring something back but it seems to me since uh, uh, and I'm not dogging Duval since Duval bought them I think that they're doing a little less local and they're doing a little bit more national, so I don't think they're necessarily as interested in a Boss Tom's regional product like they used to be. So, anyhow, um, it was great while it lasted, and I wish they still made it, but they don't, but that's okay. You know, at least they yeah. sell Yinling in Missouri, don't they, Rob? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got that picture. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I finally bought my first Yinling. Yes. Friday. Uh, the store that I go to has had it in cans. But not bottles. I did not want my first Yenling in a can. I wanted it in glass. Rob, you were correct. So I'm, and I'm standing there looking, and I found the Yenling white. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't, I don't want don't want to try a lot. I want to try the traditional. You do. I get looking around. They had one 12 pack of the traditional West. Oh, I so, bought it. Yeah. So, Rob, did you try it? I chilled it overnight. Buddy, I think that's one of the best beers I've had in a long time. It is a fantastic brew, and I'll give you another secret. It, Go ahead. It takes me back back in the early 90s when I was drinking Rolling Rock. Yes. It also reminds yeah. me of the Firebrew beer, Stroh's. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it was, it's like a cross between those two. Yeah. I, 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 I really like it. I really like it. It's a very, it's yeah. a really good beer. I'll give you your next thing that you got to do. This is a homework assignment for you, okay, Rob? Okay. Okay. You have to go into a place that has good taps. Like, you know what I mean? Beers? Okay. And a place that does the taps right. They keep it chilled right. They clean out everything, all that. Okay. Right. Find a place that has good taps. You go in there, and you ask them, Hey, you have Yinling on draft? Yeah, we do. Okay. 
do you use the nitrous with the yinling? And if they say no, you walk out. If they say yes, you get that right there and ask for it in an ice-cold frosted mug. That would be the best beer you've ever had, I do believe. Let me write this down. Okay. Place with good taps. With actress. Yes. If they say no, you turn around immediately and don't address them. They're not worth talking to. And if they say yes, you say, pour me one of them motherfuckers and have one on standby. There you go. All right, Rob, that is your assignment. So, anyhow, back to the story. The legacy Scott leaves behind is more than just the moment Kansas City's own Boulevard beer made its debut. It's about the impact he's had on the community for nearly three decades, as well as the people that made it so special for him. He's met a lot. It's like you haven't had the full Ponax experience until you've been yelled at by the awesome British guy. And I've actually been in there, and I didn't know that was Scott. <laughs> yeah, the British guy. Everybody knows who he is in Phonax. It's like a way of uh, passage for a lot of people, Spencer Shaw, the assistant general manager at Ponax said. It's family. It's better than uh, family, people. I've, I've been working with my kitchen staff for 30-odd years, Scott said. For now, he'll enjoy the farewell tour while snapping a few pics along the way, including one with him and John McDonald in front of the picture they took way back in 1989, which is which is hanging in the lobby at Boulevard when you come out of the uh, tasting room. It's in the swag room. And then um, it's also in Ponax in their main dining room. Scott told us not only are we, when are we his co-workers, his, and his family, but his customers are his friends. Adam Scott's last day is Friday, and this was uh, printed out about a week ago. So I think Adam Scott is probably already retired and probably drinking some of that free beer, wouldn't you think? Yeah, I do. That's what I'd be doing. Yeah, me too. I would be scratching my nuts and drinking that beer like a champion. Is that what you'd be doing? Definitely. You'd be scratching the old Definitely. Nad Sickles? All right. Ain't, ain't that what retirement's for? That is what retirement's for. Scratching your nuts yeah. and drinking beer. And yeah. also being mean to telemarketers. And enjoying life. Yes. And being brutal to telemarketers. Oh, I do that anyway. Oh, me too. But you got kicking up a notch when you're retired, so they'll quit calling Right? Well, no, you got to have something to do. You need to keep calling back. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, okay. You get bored. Oh, you know what? You got to string them along. That's right. It's like every yeah, time you call yeah. back, I'll give you another three numbers off my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like fun. Yeah, it does. Oh, I strung this one asshole along for a long, long time that said that I owed the IRS money. This is a couple of years ago. And actually, I just ran out of time. I was dri- Me and a friend of mine uh, uh, was uh, driving back. Uh, it was uh, my friend Sandor. Uh, we're driving back from, I think it was Denver on a job. And um, anyhow, it was like we're going through Kansas, and this fuck called me. He said, yeah, oh, you owe the IRS uh, $30,000. I'm like, oh, really? Oh, shit, what am I going to do? Oh, my. Oh, gosh, oh, golly. 
is there anything I can do? Can I like send you the money so I can stay out of prison? Oh yeah, yeah, you can send us money, yeah. Oh, okay, oh thank God. Oh shoo. Shoo. And then I start fumbling around and I start saying weird shit like, oops, and the guy go, What? I go, Oh, uh, um uh we hit an armadillo. What? You know, it's like a little thing with like a you know a big snout on it, like an animal. And so then the guy, you know, go, okay, okay. So um, then I'd be like getting ready to read him the numbers off. I go, ow, what, what, what? And I go, oh man, I I got a weird twitch in my leg. It hurts really bad. I wish you were here to massage it. <laughs> and he, I just kept throwing him <laughs> off with all this weird shit. So then finally I get to the number that I'm supposedly giving him my credit card. I go, yeah, I go. Do you take a master visa? What? Master visa MX? No, no, visa MasterCard Discover. You don't take MasterCard visa NX? Or no, master visa NX? And so oh, no, no, oh, forget it, forget it. Nope, it's a MasterCard. I'm sorry. So, um, and then first I gave him a visa number just to see if he would catch it. Because MasterCard's four, Visa's five, or vice versa, or something like that, right? Right, right. So, anyhow, I go, oh, yeah, four, one, five, seven, or whatever. No, uh, Visa's four, MasterCard's five, I think. So, I was telling him I had a MasterCard, and I started off with, like, fours or something. And he didn't even notice. I go, oh, wrong number. Hang on, hang on. That's my uh, Visa. Here's my MasterCard, because it starts with a five. You can hear the guy getting a little nervous and moving around. Then you can hear him whispering to somebody, because I think somebody's whispering in his ear, going, Hey man, this dude's fucking with you, right? So, anyhow, I start off. I go uh, five two seven four, and I go, did you get that? And the guy go, yeah, five two seven four. No, 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 no. I said seven six three two. What? Seven six three two. Then you hear him like scribbling it out and writing down seven six three two. Did you get those four numbers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven six three two. What? No. No, no, no. That was 5517. I, ha- I had him on these numbers for probably 15 minutes. Sandor was laughing so hard, I think he find- he either caught on or he heard Sandor laughing in the background and he knew I'd screw with him. And he finally hung up and then he calls me back. And, oh my God. Uh, yeah, and he-, and he called me a redneck. <laughs> and I'm like... <laughs> And I'm like, oh my god! Did you say oh thank you? I, I acted like I was crying because he called me a redneck and he hung up on me. Oh god! Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was so mad at me. And then I started getting weird calls with hangups and stuff. So I think he like turned my number into some other idiots. And I think if they followed suit, like, hey, screw with this guy. He he kept me on the horn for like an hour and a half, you know. <laughs> he just caught me on the wrong day when we had fucking time uh, going to Denver. Uh, you know, right. coming back from Denver. And anyhow, I, I ran out of time anyhow because we're actually, by the time we got done with that call, I mean, we like had to stop and get gas and shit, and that would have interrupted everything. So anyhow, we we actually pulled them to <coughs> pulled into one of those interstate things on I seventy where you can go into the coastal market or whatever. Yeah. <coughs> and we pulled in there, and I actually had to wait like a minute for the guy to get really mad and hang up. 
So anyhow, um, where was I? Where did all that originate? Oh well. Uh, we were. I did. Okay, you know what? I Let's don't remember where we left off. I know we were talking about Boulevard Beer at one point. All right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we started talking about taps. And yeah, yeah. we just went everywhere like normal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. Um. Anyhow. Um. Oh, Yinling. Yinling is great. And like I said, you yeah. have it written down. That's that's your assignment. Got it. Okay. Got it. All right, and before we get done with this podcast here, it doesn't seem like it should already be done, does it? But uh, we're going on an hour. No, I don't. Okay. Well, we're not going to get to what people look like if they weren't famous. They look like they would be if they're not famous. Um, How about if I do a few um, of the inductees for 2024 of the Guinness uh, Book of World Records? That sound good? That sounds good. That sounds good. Okay. All right. 2024 Guinness Book of World Record inductees include these people. Mia Peterson, 16, from California, has broken the record for the most people uh, Barini flipped over from a quarter pipe on roller skates. Barini flipped is where they do that three-quarter flip over. Yeah. That's a Barini flip from a quarter pipe on roller skates. That's pretty fucking talented. Damn. Yeah. On roller skates. On roller skates. Yes. No no skateboard, nothing. Roller skates. Another teacher has kept him, uh, no, another teenager has kept himself away from trouble by nabbing three world records. They didn't tell the guy's name on this one for some reason. Managing to achieve the most juggling catches in one minute with five, six, and seven objects. The next one. Huh. Nicholas Cherrywood has the largest collection of Care Bears in the world, and he still has the virginity. I would not admit that. <laughs> no, I I added that. Uh, uh, no, I would not. I would not admit to having all the damn Care Bears. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, me neither. <laughs> I mean, hell, the second part, you got the Care, part, care Bears. Second part, yeah. Yeah, That's yeah. He has his virginity besides the Care Bears. Trust me on this. Yeah. If you got Care Bears, you got the Virginia. Yes, you do. It's a package deal, buddy. It's a package deal. Yes, it is. (laughs) Amir Amir Mendendez is only 14, but has cultivated the world's largest afro. His impressive head of hair is 7.74 inches high, 9.77 inches wide, and a circumference of 88 inches. Um, I'm not going to um, touch that one. Um, I'm going to bow to his hair greatness. Great job, yes, sir. Yes, yes. Congratulations for your achievement. Yes. Tian Ru has a 50-story house of cards built in 12 hours, which has a height of just over 11 foot, also known as Capitol Hill. I added huh. that. 50-story house of cards built in 12 hours. That, that That's pretty quick. <coughs> yeah. Yep. Grace from the good old U.S. of A. holds the record for most fire hoops spun simultaneously with no fewer than eight at a time. Pretty good. Hmm. Pretty solid. <coughs> United, United Arab Emirates 
has hosted the largest gathering of people dressed like astronauts at 940. I want to know who the fuck came up with the idea of most people dressed as astronauts and actually um, did this and got the world record. Somebody that does not have a life. I agree. And U.S. badass, 73-year-old Jenny McCall is the world's oldest competitive female ninja athlete. She has appeared on the 2023 series on NBC, American Ninja Warrior. She did complete the course, but did not have the best time. So, she is the 73 years old, the oldest person to compete and complete the American Ninja Warrior course. Right on. Good for her. Yeah. Tommy. I couldn't do it. I couldn't either. That's what I'm saying. 73 years old. God bless her. Yeah. Tommy, a 13-year-old steer, is the tallest coming in at 6 foot 1 inch. And finally, but not least, Tom Enoch has Down Syndrome. He holds the fitness record of most push-ups on uh, push-up burpees in one minute at 16. And the burpees is the really one where they have to come in and crunch, you know, fold it over. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot of stamina, a lot of stamina, my friends. I'm going to gulp some water and get rid of this ragweed that's fucking lumped in my throat. So, anyhow, we'll be right back with podcast number two. But this is podcast number one saying thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you. Have a great night. Good night. Everybody go. We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells.